Hello. Hi. Here we are. <laughs> Round three. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. A few difficulties later, we're back. Um. Okay. I'm Olivia. I'm Tiffany. And today we are talking about going extension exclusive and what that looks like. Yeah. I am extension exclusive. And Tiff, what do you do? I mean, I like to say I'm extension exclusive, but um, I do still have a handful of my color clients that I I do. Yeah. Um, when I decided to go extension exclusive, I had a, like, not a full book of um, other clients, like cuts and colors, but I mean... Most, I mean, I, I built my business on cuts and colors and then I decided to do extensions and then switched everything over. So I'm 98 probably percent extension exclusive. And then I still have my, my core people that I still do some color on. Yeah. I mean, you're extension exclusive. You're, <laughs> you're not like, you're not marketing for. Like, no, my, my whole business is extensions and I only take extension clients, but I still have a handful of clients that I just freaking love and adore that still get color and I can touch on that on how I did that too. Yeah. Um oh my god. I'm gonna cut my dog's feet off. I love it. Yeah, I love please. the tapping. No, sit. Don't come close to me. Oh my gosh, I can't do the feet. Can you hear my other dog barking in the background? Uh I haven't noticed but I am very good at tuning out dog barking because that's all mine does. All I just want to make sure that's not every, what everyone's going to hear is dog barking and dancing. Well, right now Ajax is chewing on one of his toys. So you'll probably hear that also. We just, we, we're dog people. It happens. I guess so. Dog <laughs> people. Mm. Okay. So extension exclusive. You still take, you still do like your handful of color clients and. And like why like explain like why you still do those people. Like I know why, but mm-hmm. explain like everyone else like why you still do those people. Yeah. So I I when I first started doing hair, I learned extensions straight out of the gate. Um like right out of beauty school. I was an assistant for a couple of years and I was learning extensions through that. And I was a an assistant for someone who did extensions too. So I like I was learning which methods I wanted to do. I was certified in tapins and I assisted for someone who did like keratin bonds. And so I was like going through my journey, finding what I wanted to do. And then, um, when I started taking clients, I took a little bit of everything. I worked in a commission salon that was like full service. So I did men's cuts, kids cuts, colors, all of it. And I just like built a book doing that while I was learning extensions and starting to build that side of things. So like, even when I first went out on my own independent a couple years ago, I had mostly a full book of, it was probably half and half, like full service and then extensions. And then as I grew my extension business, I got to a point where I couldn't take any new clients at all because I was, I had so much happening on my book and I had to make the decision of like, what was, what would make the most sense time-wise on my book. And since I wanted to do extensions, then I had to go through that process of like, releasing clients and really focusing on the services I loved the most and niching down, which was extensions. So I did the whole like raise your prices. I referred a lot of my guests out 
but there was still just like a handful of people that I just vibed with really well and they were willing to pay my new prices. And so it just, I just, we still have a relationship. So that's where we're at. Oh my gosh, I can't hear you. Um, can you hear me? No, I can. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I love that. And I, I think if I was in like your position, I think I would have done the same thing, right? And like, especially when, when you're like building a whole new like list of clientele, and you know, like, like I hate to say it like this, but like those clients that you already had, they're kind of like that security blanket while you're transitioning into something else, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, like you love them, but also we're like, this is a business, like we still need to make money. So to be able to have that while you're like like building something else, I think it's like just a really smart thing to do. It was nice to like still have a business while I was kind of developing a different one. A different one, yeah, for sure. And I think it's like, I mean, you're like super transparent with those clients also though. Like they knew like what you were doing, right? Like they oh, yeah. knew you were like trying to build something else. And so like, I think that's also like super important. Like if you're going to like keep, oh my God, my dog just went into my kid's nursery. Um oh, if you're going to keep like those color clients on, then I think you do have to be like transparent to them. Like, I want to keep you on. I, I love doing your hair, but this is also like my plan for the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most I, all of my clients knew that's where I was going because I that was all I marketed towards. That was my whole everything. And then... Like I said, I had to have some tough conversations with some clients because I was also then having to raise my prices. Like I had to completely restructure my business go probably three or four years ago. And I just had to make it make sense. I was coming in, I was working 10 to 12 hour days, five days a week, taking everything. And I, I couldn't fit any new extension clients in. And I knew that's what I wanted to do with my business. So I had to restructure everything. And unfortunately that meant letting some, some clients go especially the services like just cuts only and things like that, that they just didn't make sense time-wise and money-wise in my schedule. And it wasn't personal. It was business. And most of them took it really, really well. But then raising my prices again, like I had to make color only make sense at that point. And like I said, I just have a, a select handful of people, probably about seven or so people who are okay paying the price and they, they still get their color done. So yeah. No, I think that's great. I love that. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm extension exclusive also. Um, but my situation was a little different. Like when I, when I went out on my own, um, like leaving a commission based salon going independent, I just like from the gate, like I hired a business coach to go extension exclusive. And that's just like what I did. Um, so I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to worry about like my color clients or cut clients or whatever. Cause I didn't have any of them because of like a non-compete. 
so I guess in for like my situation, I guess that was kind of nice because I didn't have to have like any of those like awkward conversations like, hey, I can't do your hair anymore because I'm doing extensions only. Um, that was nice. But because I went extension exclusive like out the gate, it was, it was not easy at all. It was hard. Like I was doing, I was doing a lot of free hair just to get like my name out and just to practice. Cause that, that was really all I could do was just like get really good at what I was trying to do Mm -hmm. and just like pray and hope for the best. Yeah. That would be hard to just start from, I mean, you're just starting from ground zero up. Yeah. Literally. But I mean, I guess, I guess like thinking back, like, I don't know how I would have done it any differently. Mm -hmm. It is cool to have like two completely different perspectives. And I guess like if you're a stylist straight out of beauty school and you know, for a fact, this is what you want, like do it. Like don't, don't put yourself in a position where you have to have hard conversations later if you don't have to, but kind of like you said, it's not easy. Like be prepared to have to work for it. Definitely. But then also you are a stylist who's like 20 years in and you want to do this, like that's possible too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, definitely like, like, don't get me wrong at all. Like it was like, it was not easy at all. Like I was working at a bar just to like have some sort of cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now, like thinking back, like, I just don't know, like, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. So I don't know, but I will like, I feel like this is a popular question. Tiff, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like if you don't get it, but I feel like I get the question a lot. Like, why did you choose to like be extension exclusive? Yeah. Like yeah. why? Like share like your why. Uh, for me, like I knew when I went to beauty school that like I wanted to do extensions. I have worn clip-ins since high school. I was like buying packs of hair and making my own clip-ins, and I was addicted to them. So I knew when I made the decision to go to school, hair school, that that was what I wanted to do. So, but again, I I started at a, a salon where like I I was forced to take anything and everything. It wasn't really supported to go extension exclusive where I was at. So gosh, sorry. Oh my gosh, there's Ajax. So I I always knew I wanted to do them. I guess I didn't know when I first did hair, it was even possible to be extension exclusive. I thought I could just like do them. Yeah. I say that, but then I assisted for a woman who only did extensions really too. So um, I guess for me, it was just like, it was always something I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, I honestly like don't. I'm trying to think of like. Well, I guess I mean I. I don't know if this is really like my why, but I guess I just wanted to go extension exclusive because I just like wasn't. I wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Or satisfied with like just doing like cuts and root touch ups. Yeah, forever. Like I just like I wanted more. Like it it didn't like fill my cup of excitement. Yeah. So when I like started doing extensions, like the tedious process of it, like really, really like 
made me happy. Yeah. It was a service you loved. Yeah. For sure. So I think it was just like something. Yeah. I just think it was something that I just tried and I just fell in love doing it. And I just kind of like took the ball running. I like found out like I knew because this was like such a tedious process, like in the extinction game, like there's like good or bad. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a lot of like in-betweeners. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you, if extensions are something like you want to, you want to run with, you like, you gotta be good. You gotta that, jump both feet first. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, and it's kind of like that with like any niche that you oh, want to sure. be with, yeah. you know, like Definitely. there are people out there who specialize in blondes. There's people out there who specialize in men's cuts or color corrections, like whatever it is, you can't really say that you're a specialist if it's just something you kind of are like, you just kind of do or that you're okay being average at, you know? Totally. Yeah, so yeah. If you are going to make the decision to like make that the focus of your business, like you kind of have to jump both feet first. Yeah, you like no matter what the niche is, like you just gotta, you gotta be like all in. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I feel like I joined the industry at such a like cool time, and I, you're probably right there with me. But like, oh my gosh, when I joined, like it was just starting to shift out of that old school, like. You have to pay your dues, do everything, work 40 hours plus a week, come in on your days off and work nights and weekends to actually you can make this whatever you want it to be. So I was just kind of lucky that as I was getting started, all that new education and coaching was coming out and I was able to do that. And sounds like you were probably pretty similar. Oh, yeah. Well, I think like like when I left like the commission based salon, I feel like that's when that like era mm-hmm. of like business coaching, not having to work like 60 hours a week. Like that's when that started like rising in the industry. Yeah. Um, and like, like, like you said, like that's when, that's when it started. Like expect, I feel like it's so unique, like especially in this industry, like there's phases of stuff mm-hmm. and like you're right. I think we like jumped in at in it at like the perfect time because extensions like they were around, but hand tied yeah. extensions. I feel like it was becoming, it was slowly but surely becoming a thing of stylists being extension exclusive stylists mm-hmm. and and extensions being what they are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying like. If you are a stylist and you're like wanting to become extension exclusive now, you 1000% can. I think it's just, it keeps getting almost not easier, but just better opportunity for time. Like we're at this point where all this education is out now. All this coaching is out now. Like the path has almost been like created. You just kind of have to be willing to walk down it now. Yeah. So. And not not even just like. Not even just, like, being able to, like, take the path that has been, like, made. But also, I feel like it's super important to, like, make sure you have the right people surrounding you. Like, if this is something that you're going to do. Like, you can't. 
you can't just like one day wake up and be like, I'm going to go extension exclusive. Let's just do it. Like it, it's a hard, it's hard. So you like have to have a, a support system with it. And you have to just be willing to, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, it's not nothing. It's not easy. I feel like to niche down in anything. No. And whether you're changing your business or you're starting it from scratch, like it's, it's hard. Tiff, do you think, um, like when you first started doing extensions, like I know I did, I did like back to back, like free services for extensions, just to like get my name out and just get my hands in hair. Yeah. Did you do that also? I did. How did like that process work for you? I did a lot of models. I did a lot of like severely discounted services. I did a lot of friends hair. Uh, co-workers hair anything I could to like build my start building my portfolio and like marketing it yeah I did a lot of basically free hair yeah yeah and I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like a lot of like do you feel like a lot of stylists like now in like today's era like would not do free services to like per to like get their hands in hair and to like perfect their craft. I do see like some coaching that's like obviously like know your worth. Don't do free hair. And I I can understand that, but at the same time like know your worth, but like you you're new. So like don't think of it so much as like I'm too good to do free hair. Think of it as like I have an opportunity to do some hair and showcase my work. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a mindset thing. And I think that like toxic positivity line can get kind of blurred of it's important to coach people to know their worth and like where I'm at now and where we're at now. Like, no, I'm not going to do free hair. But if you're just starting, don't think of it so much as like I'm doing free hair. Ew. Like think of it as like, hey, I will do your hair for free if you let me take a million pictures and videos. And like that's going to get me a paying client. For sure. Yeah. Like I think that's such a great that's such a great point, Tiff. I love that a lot because social media is going to play a huge part in building your brand and like getting your name out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so great. I actually love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I worked, I had a lot of coworkers and I was doing all of their hair for free. Like buy yeah. the hair, I'll color it, I'll put it in completely for free as long as you let me take pictures. And then same thing, like then I got to document their move ups and that, I mean, it's free for them, but people online don't know that you're doing it for free. As far as they're concerned, you're, I mean, you're doing it like you're doing the service. So that really helped. That helps. And like, you know what else that helps too? Because as new extension stylist, you have zero confidence in Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. You're like scared shitless because if you don't know how to do these properly, you mm-hmm. can really damage someone's hair. Mm-hmm. So this helps so much with like building that confidence. And that's and the one. What'd you say? Is that and your skill set? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. Your skill set. Definitely. But like, if you're not confident in your work, the client sitting in your chair is going to feel that all the way. And I think it just like makes it harder on yourself and puts so much extra pressure on on you. Like if you're brand new at something, 
you're still learning. You're not going to be good. But if you're, if you're being coached to like, okay, well now here you go. You're certified. Like let's charge these high prices and let's do it. But you're brand new. That's so nerve wracking. Cause now you've got all this extra pressure of like, here's someone who is trusting me. They don't know I'm brand new. They're paying this high dollar price. And yet I don't know what I'm doing yet. So that's why I was very open with people like, Hey, I learned a new method. I, I need to take models so I can practice and learn. And like, they knew I was new and learning and they were getting a severely discounted, if not free service. And then it also opened the door to get feed, like honest feedback from them because, yeah. and like, not without that, like, you don't know what you're doing. How could you do that? Like, how could you make this mistake? They were like, Hey, I think something was a mistake here. I know you're learning. Like we just had that open communication. And I think that's, I would recommend that's the way to go rather than get certified and start charging those prices and be messing up along. I feel like it's an easier way to like hurt your reputation. Oh, for sure. That way. Well, and just to be like a hundred trans, a hundred percent like transparent with the client, whether that like clients, your friend or like a stranger, but Mm -hmm. you're, you're opening up this door of transparency and communication and that client is going to be so much more like they're going to have so much more respect for you. And then you're building like this amazing um, friendship connection. And then you have a client for life. I mean, I have quite a few of my clients are still like who were my models when I was first yeah. learning. Oh, yeah. Same. And they've stuck through with me through every new method, every everything new I've ever done. They've always oh, stuck yeah. through it with me. And But I've also, again, I've always tried to be very transparent of like, I'm new, I'm learning, or just like, I always, I like to have that open door communication with them of like, if something goes wrong, let me know because I'm, I'm only human. So I'll be the first one to admit if I like make a mistake, like if someone comes in with a bead slip, I'm the first one to be like, that's probably my fault. Let me figure out what I can do to make it better next time. Yeah. But I just think it's always important to have like open, honest transparency with people. For sure. Uh, But like, even now... Like if I, if I'm like wanting to tweak something, like if there's like, let's just say like, if how I do like my corners isn't working for one client, I'll like ask that one client, like, can I try something new on your hair? I'll like discount it, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to try something new just because what I've been doing, I'm just not, not loving it. And it can be better. Yeah. And they're like, go for it. Heck you, yeah. you. Well, they probably already trust you at that point too. Yeah. But, and even, I think it's, I think it helps. So like me telling them like, oh yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't love it. It can be better. Like, I think that like that helps so much. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, for me, I feel like. I I felt like when I was learning and going like that, again, that was when the extension exclusive thing started becoming a thing. And I just want to talk about like how there is like pressure on people to maybe go extension exclusive. And maybe that isn't for everyone. Yeah. I do know a lot of stylists out there who are like amazing at extensions, but they also still do color on the side, like not on the side, but like they have half and half book or you know, I think it's important to do what works best for you. For us, it made sense to go extension exclusive, but I don't think I don't think you're not a good extension stylist if you don't only do extensions. No. 
And I, I don't want there to be like that pressure on people because I felt that like, well, you're not a true valid extension artist if you don't have a full entire 100% book full of extension clients. Yeah. But for me, it just like, I still had a lot of clients that I loved. And again, it made sense to keep them because they were willing to pay the same price as like an extension client. So I think it's a matter of like finding what works best for you and your book. And you don't have to be 100% extensions if it doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're not a valid extension artist. But if you are ready to go extension exclusive or transition your business to extensions, um, you can do that too. Definitely. No, I think that's, I think that's really that's such a good point. Like, and I don't think it, I don't think it's just with extensions though either. Like I think yeah. in this industry right now, I think it is such a, like a very common thing right now. Stylists are going exclusive on one specific mm-hmm. niche. Mm-hmm. And that's totally cool. Like, like love it. But if you are that stylist that's like not willing to give up those men's cuts or perms or whatever, like you don't have to. Right. Like this industry, that's what's so cool about this industry is you can literally do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Like your success is, it's up to you. And it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Like to be a valid, whatever you are, you, that you're valid when you decide you're valid. For sure. Like screw Instagram, screw society. Like you don't need anyone's validation besides yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. I do think it's important. I I like that the industry is shifting to niches, but like, uh, I think it was Brit Siva when I was in her Thriver Society, she had talked about like narrowing it down to maybe three niches, right? Like if, if the thought of doing the same exact thing every day, if the thought of only doing blondes bores you, then maybe be like a dimensional color specialist so that you can do blondes and brunettes or whatever, or reds, you could do whatever color as long as it's dimensional. Or maybe you like to do haircuts and color. Like those are your two specialties. But I think it's important to niche down. So like when people think of a certain service, they think of you. But yeah, it doesn't mean that you have to do one and only. Yeah. I think it just helps. Um, like you said, like, even if it is like three niches or whatever, mm-hmm. like it, it just helps because this industry is so concentrated. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of us. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I have to Google this. Like how many hairstylists are in Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> Probably a um, couple million. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. There's so many of us. I don't even know how many people live in Ohio. I shouldn't, I don't know. I would imagine there's a couple million people in Ohio, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Google's not helping me. Um, But because there's so many of us, like, it, I think it really helps you, like, narrowing down what you love and what you're good at for the client that's looking for that specific thing. They're going to find you. Yeah. What makes you stand out? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Wow. That was fun. That was fun. I feel good. I do too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think we start and end every podcast the same way. Literally, I was just thinking that this 
same. Okay. Well, until next time, I guess. Until next time. Bye. Bye.